0: everybody, and grab your Bible and pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down, Matthew 7, verses 9 through 11. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara. I am Dot's daughter, and we sit down together every week talking through truths and scripture together. And in this episode, we are having a conversation about what my mom has been learning. And she really had a come to Jesus moment where she realized a truth that she teaches very often. You have definitely heard her say this truth over and over again on this podcast, but she realized that there is a truth that she actually was um, struggling to believe and that there were some lies that the Lord was you know, uncovering in her heart. So we dive into that and what it looks like to... I mean, really kind of go from knowing something in our mind to bringing it to the Lord and allowing Him to change our hearts and believing the truth of who God is. So we are really glad that you're here. We would love for you to pull up a chair and join in in the conversation. Hey, Kara. Hey, we're back. Well, we've been back,
0: but we're like back, back, because we're recording in in our regular place. Which we were at the beach. I miss it. Yeah, I do too. But you know what? It's so funny because we did not plan this, but I know that most people can't see us, but we are dressed alike. We have the I same know, colors. We are. We have the same colors. We in. did not plan that. We don't plan hardly anything.
1: Which we, so we do have. Plan that. We, we will have a little reel on your social media if people want to see. I mean, it's not like we have anything fancy on it. It's just the same color. No, but no, just the same color. But anyway, we're just um, so like, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Exactly. And
0: I want to say I'm just very excited about this coming year because what I would like to do, and I'm, you know, may change, you know, if God decides to change it. But, you know, we went through the Bible and went through every uh, book of the Bible as much as we could and talked Mm -hmm. about, you know, our favorite, what really pulled out. And I was just praying about the podcast for this coming year. And I thought, you know, since everybody's joining in on a conversation, that maybe it would be a good thing for us to just talk about some of the things that God's doing in our lives, and you know is some verses or things that principles that God is teaching us. I mean, we don't want to talk about us so much because we can't help anybody as far as our lives. Only mm-hmm. God can help. People, but you know, sometimes when you're having a conversation and you're talking, you're talking about what God's teaching you this season of life or during this time. So I don't know. I thought maybe that may be something we could start sure. um, this coming year. We'll see. Yeah. We'll ask why not? God about that. But, but, so is, is that what we're going to talk about now is what God's teaching you? Yes, it is. Because I don't know why. Because I mean, here it is in Matthew, and you know, we're back into Genesis. Um, so, like but in our was, reading. Yeah. yeah, in our reading. But I keep thinking about this verse where it says, you who are evil, speaking of parents that are not God, that is holy, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more would your Heavenly Father give those things that are good? And, you know, we all have our prayer requests, and it's the beginning of the year, and we're thinking ahead and thinking about what God is doing in our lives or some of the things that are going on in our lives, and you do a lot of prayer requests, and you do a lot of praying and asking for uh, God to do certain things, and sometimes He says yes, and sometimes He says no. Mm -hmm. And when He says no, often we get a little upset. We don't like the word no on anybody, Mm -hmm. actually. So anyway, I was just thinking, you know, just looking over my journals over the past years— And thinking ahead of what I would love to see what God could do in this coming year uh, through Cup of Joy, through Breathe, through Dot Bowen, through, write this down, the recording, you know, just asking God to um, do some things. And I realized that this sounds terrible, but (laughs) I realized that I tend to expect the worst. And I'm a very positive person, I think, but it's like I, for some reason, I get caught up in this trap of, well, God, you know, I'm going to ask you this, but I doubt you're going to do it. And I don't, I'm not saying that to him, but my actions, and I think that one day, just praying about a lot of things, that God revealed this to me that my view of Him. And my view of the answers to the prayers I haven't gotten or or whatever has kind of made me tend to sometimes think that God is withholding something good, even though, ironically, I teach all the time that God never withholds say. what's best. Yeah. I
1: know. I was about to say, I feel like you get mad at me when I do that, when I say, I'm like, oh, he probably won't do this or, you know, whatever. Yes. It does make me (laughs) mad, and the Holy Spirit in me just
0: wants to just climb the wall. It's like, why would you think that? And it's so funny because I don't guess I've even told you this, Mm -hmm. but over the last you know month or so, and uh, you know we just did a retreat on hope, and I guess Mm -hmm. maybe that kind of stirred it about you know putting my hope in God, my hope in Jesus, you know, the anchor of my soul. I think in praying about all that's coming up and for this coming year. And then at the time, you know, really praying about breathe. I didn't realize it, but I believe that as I was praying about it, God really kind of revealed to me that the very thing that I got irritated with you over was some of the things that I was struggling with Mm -hmm. other. And so I started praying about that. And I realized that over the years, some past wounds, you know, we often talk about wounds and stuff, Mm -hmm. that I was so upset Over the teaching of just name it and claim it. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, God just wants you to have everything great. And that God, you know, wants to just give you everything, the desires of
1: your heart. Well, that's not name it and claim it because He does want to give you the desires of your heart, but not claiming of like, oh, I desire for it to be sunny today. It's raining in Nashville. I desire for it to be sunny today. And claim it, like, I declare in the name of Jesus that it's going to be sunny today. Like that? That
0: would be name it and claim
1: it. Yes, but I will have to go back. I do want to address, and I think you
0: and I talked about this just the other day, that God wants to give us the desires of His heart. And our desires and the desires of our heart need to be in line with the heart of God. Right. Um scripture talks about, you know, the heart is deceitful in all of its ways. So our heart, apart from being controlled and surrendered to the will of the Father, is not something that we can say, Oh God, I'm gonna I know you're gonna give me the desires of my heart. But as we're praying and we're wanting God's best, which we do, we live long enough to know that our, you know, it's best to want God's best because God wants to give us that. Matthew says, mm-hmm. his children good things. And so as we're praying about things and surrendering our heart to God, then God puts the his desires in our hearts. And that those desires are the desires that God promises right. to give. Does that make sense? But I mean, it makes sense to me. As,
1: I mean, I think the bo- the bottom line is he does want to give us the desire of our heart. Especially like when we not if we're desiring something of a sinful nature or something that is not of the Lord, but when our our hearts are surrendered and aligned with His, our desires are His desires. But I think the bottom line is He wants to give us like even if our desires aren't good, He still wants to give us good things. They may not be what we're desiring because if we're desiring something that's not of Him, but I think that's the heart of God is to to give us what is good, what we want, yeah.
0: And as I was reading that, you know, look at um, Matthew 7. If a son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? And what we think may be bread, something good for us, God, who knows all things, may see that bread and say, that's a stone. You don't realize it. You don't know it, but you're going to have to trust me. And I'm always going to say no To a stone, when I really know down deep, you're asking for bread. In other words, I'm always going to do what's best for you, and you're going to have to trust that I know what's best for you.
1: So, what? Because you you preach this all the time. So, what was your revelation?
0: My revelation is sometimes I think that God wants to teach me a lesson more than He wants to give me what's best. And sometimes those lessons are best for me. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not throwing that out. But when we see God as a God who just wants to prove His point, that He just wants to make sure that we are— the, when we see God's heart as this Father who is more about disciplining us than blessing us, then we have a problem in our view of God, mm-hmm. and I think that I was more bent toward seeing God as a God of a disciplined God, because probably
1: Lord knows I needed a lot of discipline and getting me in the right direction, and maybe not even discipline, but like correction, like you said, like teaching a lesson, like mm-hmm. and I think that that's, you know, one of the things I think we don't know that that's in our
0: heart until we examine our response to God's answer to our prayers, our our response to our circumstances. When Mm -hmm. things are changing and things are not doing what we, you know, life's not turning out the way we want to, you know, as we've talked about this, uh, you know, December, November, December, uh, was a really, you know, tough month for me as far as physically. And, you know, we laugh about what a terrible patient that I am (sighs) when I'm sick. I mean, Yes, I'm thankful that my family loves me no matter what. Mm-hmm. And of course, do. you know, do not want to act like that all the time. But, you know, I realized that why I was acting and being so irritated is because I just wasn't embracing where God had allowed me to be at that moment. And I'm not saying. You know, God brings sickness. I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, that's not a principle I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. What I'm talking about, it doesn't matter if God brings it or He allows it or He doesn't. That wasn't God's will for my, it doesn't matter. I think what matters is my response. And I think that my response really highlighted a little bit more of what was in my heart than the circumstances that was going on if if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. What, what how did you respond?
0: Well, I was irritated. Yeah. I was, you know, discouraged. I was yeah.
1: not responding so well.
0: I responded in the flesh. But when I realized this, I think I just I just stepped back and said, you know, God, really and truly, I repented. I I acknowledged that I I was not thinking very kind about him. Mm-hmm. And and I you know, I've even said but God, I would never do that. Like I would never, you know, allow something like this to happen to my children. And you don't realize it, but what you're saying is, God, I really do make a better God than you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know,
0: God, I really, I'm really more kind than you are. And that is not a place that we should be. And so I, I repented of that, and I began to to say, God, help me to to really see the truth of who you are, that you are kind and you are compassionate. And, and even though I don't know all things because I'm not God, I know that you really, truly want to give me what is best. And in one part when about asking and receiving, there's another verses on that. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. And I guess that the other day, I just kind of was just like, you know, you gave me your son, you gave me forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You gave me eternal hope. And I just thought, why would I think that God would not really and truly give and allow things that's best for me? I just may not understand the process. I may not understand the journey. I may not understand his ways of why he's allowing certain things but at the end of the day i've got to stop long enough and just say god, i i got to concentrate more about who you are than what's happening right now and not try to figure you out.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's good. So that's that's what i was going to ask is like so how do you practically combat that lie that god, you know, is only going to teach a mm. lesson or god isn't going to give or god isn't a god who's going to give good gifts and that he wants to bless us. Is it, I mean, prayer? Definitely. I think it's
0: just stopping long enough to realize and pay attention to your emotions when you're down and discouraged and you feel abandoned or you feel alone or you feel like, you know, God doesn't understand. You know, like life's not turning out the way that I think they should. I think you have to pay attention to that and go, now, why would I do that? It's like when I, you know, we get up, and and had those attitudes, I, I knew that I wasn't, I didn't have the peace. I knew I didn't have the joy. I knew there was something going on. And so I think it's, you know, acknowledging and saying, what's going on? And then I think you go and you ask God, God, what's going on? You know, He's very willing to tell us what's going on in our hearts and the lies that we're believing. If we're willing to ask Him, and if we're willing to embrace and and, and believe what he says. Well, I think if we're willing
1: to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're yeah, yeah. Um, and, and not just hear it, but I think God is so intentional that he's not, I do think God doesn't tell us things or, I don't know, like answer some prayers? It's like in that regard in terms of where our hearts are. Um, like if we're not ready, because he, I just don't believe that he wastes words or wastes time. So... You know what I mean? Like, I think Mm -hmm. when we're not ready, He's probably—like, He knows when our hearts are surrendered and ready to hear something. And I do think that's when He tells us. But, I mean, if I feel like if you're asking, you know, if you're praying, then your heart Mm -hmm. is somewhat there. Oh, it says, you know, if you draw near to God, God will draw Mm -hmm. near to you. And I think, you
0: know, it says if you ask God for wisdom, He'll give you the wisdom. So I don't think God's trying to withhold truth. I think— it's more about getting us to a place
1: where we're ready to receive. That's what I mean, embrace. yeah, like, yeah, I don't mean like he's truth. withholding. It's more. I mean it more, yeah, that of he's waiting for us to be able to hear it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you know it's funny because Jesus was, when he was on earth, you know, you look at certain things of when people would come and want, you know, to be healed or whatever. And he would ask them, what do you want? And you remember, and we've talked about that a couple of times, you know, with the blind man, why do you want? Well, and then it's kind of obvious, I want to be, you know, I want to see. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that God does get us and allows us to, you know, time. I think he doesn't waste time. He doesn't waste experiences. And I think God allows us to get to a place to where we do cry out to him. We're, we're miserable enough. Uh, if we're still trying to make things work, you know if we're still trying to get life where we can control it and circumstances what we want, then we're not trusting God to to do it so we're still in that place where we're really wanting the more the control so instead of you know getting to the place to surrender and going i need I need to know the truth about this because I do believe that the Bible you know gives truth. And when Jesus said that, I don't think he was lying to us. So mm-hmm. I look at that and I'm like, okay, God, you said this. What are you saying? Because it's easy to, you know, it says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be open to you. And I mean, we all grab hold of that and go, well, I've been asking. I've been knocking and it's right. not happening. And I think that, you know, we grab hold of that because what we really want is what we want not what God wants and I think mm-hmm. that God gets us to a place to where we' our hearts
1: are ready to want what God wants. Mm-hmm. Well I think too there's an element of faith in that where it's like ask and knock and you know all that like oh I've been knocking when it's mm-hmm. I do believe that God answers prayers immediately the fulfillment of those answers may not be seen for years and years and years. But I do believe in terms of like the answer, like I don't think, you know, when you ask the Lord to do something or for something or about something, whatever, I think he answers in that moment. We may not know that. We don't know that answer some a lot of times, but I don't think he's sitting on it. I don't think he's like, mm, what am I going to do about this? I think he mm. answers our prayers immediately. But I do think that there's a lot of times a The fulfillment of those prayers, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't see that. And so I think, you know, when we're asking and asking and asking, I do think that he wants us to. So I'm saying, yes, keep asking, but especially that's on our hearts, because I think that's the heart of God is for us to bring our hearts to him. But I also think that there's just that element of believing that he's doing something that we can't see. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really hard. And I think especially when other people are involved, you know, if you're praying for a spouse or a child or a family member or whoever, I think those are the thing those are the moments that are I think hard to trust the Lord with as well, if, because only God can change a heart and only God can change, you know, mm-hmm. and especially when we don't see any evidence that God is
0: is working those things out. It's hard to keep mm-hmm. doing that. It, you know, and, and definitely scripture talks about persistent prayer. God's not sitting there. If you ask me one more time, like we would, right. you know, like if you tell me, ask me one more time, I'm going to knock you in the head. But that's not what God is Unless saying. Unless he has clearly
1: said no. Well, that too. But then that we're just miserable enough that he just Right, but I'm saying like sometimes, to, yeah, like, and I think we know those, well, at least I have known like those things like deep, deep down in my heart and— I may keep asking. And he's like,
0: Mm-mm. Yeah, it's a stop. I'm me not going to do yeah, it. Mm-hmm.
1: right. It's a serpent. I'm
0: not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I know what's best for you. And I think mm-hmm. it all goes back. We look at either the journey, the process, how quickly our prayers are answered. We try to look at what and how he's going to answer it versus looking at the heart of the one that we're asking him to do it. And I think that that's where I think God is like saying, I want you to look at my heart. I want you to know me. And I wrote in my journal not too long ago, God, I want to have a heart-to-heart conversation with you. In other words, I want my heart to speak to your heart. I want to know your heart, and I want your heart to be in my heart, that, that I want what you want. And and I think that one of the reasons we don't pray, and people don't pray and don't ask for God to do anything, mm-hmm. is because they don't know that he, his heart is of love, and that he does want uh to give his children what's best for them and I think we've just gotten to the point that we think we
1: know what we really want and we think we know what's best for us mm-hmm. and well, and um, sometimes we think we know how he's going to answer it i mean that's yeah. we just celebrated Christmas it's like that was yeah. Jesus they the Israelites, or you know, the Jewish leaders and all that, they thought they knew how the prophecy was gonna. What the Messiah was going to look like, yeah, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, and they missed the answer completely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's another prayer of God: help me to not miss you, you know, or to yeah. miss your answer, or miss, you know, whatever it may be. And I think that's a good point because I
0: think so often we're so concentrated on like we need certain other things. That we don't really realize that one of the greatest gifts that God's given us is his presence and being able to go and talk to him and being able to to really uh, be honest before god and and sit there for a minute with him. I, I think so often we just miss that that that's not really a gift. and it and it's definitely is one of those good things that God wants to give to his children, and that's called mm-hmm. you know the Holy Spirit. And that's one of those verses I was telling you about that, you know, if you ask and you're not, then the Holy Spirit, you you know, God will give you the Holy Spirit. God will come into your life and will give you the Holy Spirit to empower you, to open your eyes to truth, to who who God is. I mean, if you're sitting around wanting to learn who God is based on your natural ability, you're never going to do it. You don't deal with spiritual things with human Capabilities are fleshly ways. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you seek spiritual
1: things based on spiritual thing
0: uh, with spiritual well, things. So, yeah, you through f- the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, you fight spiritual battles with spiritual weapons.
0: Exactly. And so, but anyway, yeah. I don't know. It's just something that I, I was thinking about, and I thought so many times of how often I would say, "God never withholds what's best," and I knew that I had believed it with with my with all my heart. And I still believe I always believed it with all my heart. But it was those moments that that was where the enemy was trying to come between me and God. And I didn't realize I was able or capable to go back to that mentality and those thoughts and s- until circumstances came. And I felt like, you know, it wasn't getting better. Life wasn't getting any better. And, mm-hmm. and instead of... Really embracing this is where I am, and that God's presence is there with me, and I need to just, you know, relax and enjoy Him instead of trying to make life change. I I realize, well, if I've dealt with that, and if I was dealt, maybe, you know, somebody that was listening or someone that's, you know, joining our conversation have felt the same way, and and so I mean, I definitely have. One of you know that one of the things, yeah, one of the things because you get mad at me about. about. I do. Because I know that that's the truth, yeah. But just because I know it to be true, and no matter how long you've walked with God, doesn't mean that you can't slip back into believing those lies that seem sometimes to be a little bit more powerful,
1: yeah. And I than yeah. The truth. And I do think it's important to look at our reactions to things, good or bad. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I shared with you a quote the other day. It's, I don't remember it exactly, but basically saying. Like the phrase, oh, you make me feel this way mm-hmm. is really a lie within our culture. And it's like, like what we feel is because of what's in our heart, you know, like it's coming mm-hmm. out of our own heart. So, you know, if it feels like, God, you're making me angry. It's like, well, I'm actually, I'm angry <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. No one's making me angry or, you know, like our reaction is, or how we're feeling is from our what's in our heart. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, from someone else's heart or, you know. Nobody can make you feel a certain way. So I just think think, that's a good principle just in general mm -hmm. too of, okay, why am I responding this way or why am I reacting this way? And, you know, I've walked with the Lord and, you know,
0: I've known Him for so many years and I've seen Him do so many things, but we never get to the place where We don't need God. We never get to the place that we don't need to humble ourselves and bow before God and recognize that God, no matter how many truths I've even taught or, you know, uh, believed over the years, Mm -hmm. if at this moment, if I'm not living that out, then there's a reason, there's something I'm believing that is not true. And I Mm -hmm. think that we all have to realize that, you know, there's no one that's perfect but God. And no matter how old you are or how long you've walked with God or how much you've taught and was teaching God's Word or no matter how much studying you do or how much praying you do, we're still human, and we need to bow before God and say, God, I need to know what's going on in my heart because I'm seeing the fruit. Remember, I've talked about this so much. What does the fruit say? And Jesus talked about that. You're not going to get figs from an apple tree and so you've got to look at what, what's the fruit. And I knew that the fruit of what was going on in my life was irritation and frustration and anger and stuff. And so I, you know, paid attention to the, the fruit and just was asking God, what is it? And I just don't think we ever get to the place where we don't need to bow before God and say, God, here's what's going on in my life. And I need to know the truth. And And usually, is a lie that we believe about who God is almost 100% of the time. Or is a lie that we believe in what he does. You know, he said about the Israelites, he said for 40 years, he said, I loathed these people. I hated these people, the way they were acting, because they saw my mighty hand, but they never knew my ways. And I've just been praying that. Show me your heart. Show me your ways. Not necessarily do I need a miracle, even though I'll take one. Yeah, I do. But more so so is I want to know you, and I want to know your ways. And if I know you and I know your ways, I may not know exactly everything you're doing. But I do know that you do not withhold what is best to your children.
1: Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, Dot Bowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen.